Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's. We are here to talk about some How I Met Your Father. That's right. We are here for Season 1, Episode 5, The Good Mom. I am your host, Josh, and this is John. How you doing, man? I am great, and that's right. Season 1, Episode 5, the official halfway point of Season 1. That's right. Though it makes me sad to think about that. <laughs> I get that. You know, it's a, I'm really, really liking this show a lot, and uh, would I would be more than happy to watch a full on 22 episode season. Just hell like, yeah. You know, it's just it, it's it's been so good. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this one. So good. So good. Uh, so like I said, season one, episode five, The Good Mom, aired February eighth. 2022 yeah man less than a week ago of course this is how we do it you know because this is how we do it this is how we do it uh so this episode directed by i'm probably gonna butcher her name and i apologize uh moranika joella evans you're welcome uh most of her directing credits i don't know um, she did a couple episodes of iCarly. She did an episode of Legacies. But the funny one to me as I was looking through her credits was that she did an episode of this show called Raven's Home. And it was titled How I Met Your Mentor. That's great. Yeah, I was like, huh. I wonder if it's Raven's funny. Home is in like the reboot of That's So Raven. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that they did. Did a reboot? Did it come out like in 2020? Like yep. right around? Okay, that's probably what it is then. Um, so yeah, they did an episode called "How I Met Your Mentor," and she directed that. So I thought that was Fair. that was pretty funny, uh, kind of serendipitous. Written by Christopher Ensel, who uh, also serves as a supervising producer on this series, uh, and he also uh, was a writer and story editor on The Good Place which is a fantastic show. Highly yeah. recommend uh, you guys watching that. It's got Kristen Bell. It's got Ted Danson. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Holy, uh, From the same guy, Mike Schur, who did um, uh, The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So definitely, if you, if you like his stuff, check it out. Check it out. All right. 
So the summary for this episode, an unexpected visit from Sophie's mom heightens Vale's concern for her friend. Charlie helps Jesse and Sid face their past traumas and a culinary quest leads Ellen to someone new. Yes. All right. So, uh, so we have a, a bit of stuff in the opening and then the episode kind of breaks down into three different kind of groups, three different storylines. We've got yeah. the Sophie and Vale stuff. We've got the Ellen stuff and then the stuff with the guys. So I feel, I figure we kind of talk a little bit about the stuff at the beginning, then just go down each kind of section, you know, the way we typically do for this. Yeah. Show. All right. So, uh, the episode kind of starts off. Drew invites Sophie to a game night with his friends. So I thought that was that was fun. We got a game night thing kind of coming into play. Um, we had a game night thing in the first season of How I Met Your Mother. We got the game night in the first season of this. Uh, though we don't really get to see any of the game night except for some no. charades. But uh, I like that. But charades, though. Night. Yeah, charades. Now, I don't know how many game nights you've been to, but the couple that I've been to, definitely not playing charades. Just saying. No, but they did all the time in How I Met Your Mother. They did. Yeah. You know, the whole, I, mean, uh, I remember that that episode where, uh, was it Lily and Marshall were trying to find a new couple yep. friend? And that was the whole thing was charades. Charades. So, uh, that, uh, yeah, it, it's real funny. Uh, kind of nice tie in there. Uh, Sophie's mom then shows up apparently a week late for her birthday. I was like, wow. Right <coughs> off the bat, man, she is terrible mom now we've already heard some stories about her oh yeah you know and so it's it's she's just and she's, she's living she's living up to those stories oh so, yeah so well um apparently her mom fucked woody harrelson while pregnant with Sophie. <laughs> that whole that whole lot, i was like they would never say that stuff on how i met your mother and that's nope. one of the things i absolutely love about this show is that they can just do whatever well, being a Hulu direct, they, they can get away with shit like that. Yeah, I think to, for me makes it a little the show a bit better. You know? Oh, honestly, it does. But I'm just saying, like, it, there's a huge difference between network television. Oh yeah, and... oh yeah, big difference. So it's like it's it's weird because like we're doing the shows kind of congruently with one another, as you know, we do two episodes a week, and so seeing the types of stuff that they do on How I Met Your Mother, and then seeing them go like way like way over the over the line on this one comparative yeah it's like wow okay i i see i see you hulu i see you <laughs> uh let's see what else we learned that she's a model or at least was a, was model, a model at one time uh and then we get this stuff with sid so they're at the bar she's there she's kind of like hitting on charlie and then Sid brings over this new, uh, uh, like, bloody drink that he's yeah he, he kind of concocted. He up. variationed on uh, Bloody Mary. Yeah. And then as soon as he sees Lori, he just like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's just like, dude, he freezes, kind of freezes up, gets stammers, and, and nobody knows what's going on. Which is weird because there's okay, so there's so many little things about this this part of the episode right here that I noticed okay. again. Jasper standing at the bar. Yep. And yet Sid's bringing the drinks over. Honestly, uh, I in the, my first two viewings, I didn't even notice Jasper. I noticed Jasper. And I'm just like And I was like when I noticed him finally, I'm just like, "Huh. He he's he's so unnoticeable in this episode that's like he might yep. as well not even be there." 
Pretty much. Yeah. And then I noticed that, like you said, he freezes. And it's like, well, that's kind of weird. And he walks away and he's not even gone for long. He's gone long enough for um, Lori to like do her thing. She leaves and he yeah. comes back and he's like, oh, fixed. Yeah. Something I caught that I thought was funny when he leaves that first time, they're like, that was weird, right? And somebody should go and talk to him. And they do the not it thing. Yeah. Sophie's the last one to touch her nose. If, oh. if, if you don't count Lori. Of yeah. Of the friends. So, cause like I watched it, I was like, Sophie's it, you know? And I had to watch it again. Cause I, I almost thought it was Ellen, but Ellen hits her nose right before Sophie. So I said, I'm assuming they just, they're just like, they told the cast to just do it. You know what I mean? Right. Cause they weren't going to, they weren't going to actually make a big deal about whoever was actually last. Um, cause when it happens again, later on, uh, it's Jesse who does it. Okay. Uh, and, but they like focus on him. Like he, he know he, he knows that he's it and he's like, ah, oh. um, but when it's Sophie, they don't, they don't even bother. Yeah. I was going to say the first time they really don't even acknowledge it. Yeah. Which I thought was, uh, I thought that was kind of a, a, just a funny little catch. Um, apparently her mom has a new boyfriend. Uh, and and she's leaving tomorrow, so yep. she's only here for the night. Only to, town for a night. Yeah. Uh, and Sophie cancels her plans to do her mom's thing. Vale not happy about it, uh, but she's still there for it. That's one of the things I love about Vale is she she may not be happy about the the, the choice, but she still stands. You know, she still kind of sticks up for her friend and is there for her. Yeah, no matter what. Uh, and then they all decide they're going to go to her mom's boyfriend's show at a bar called the happy idiot, which we learn is the same bar that Jesse had his failed proposal at. Yep. So yeah, that's going to open up some stuff. So then we get into the, the three branching story arcs. Uh, yeah, which one would you like to start with first? I want to talk about the one that's going to make me do my happy dance. Okay. I want to talk about the Charlie storyline. Okay. So, so the guys, as I labeled it. Uh, all right. Let's, let's dive into it, man. I just want to start out by saying <laughs> I preluded this like two episodes ago. Oh, you're jumping right to the end. I mean, we never really talk about this show in congruence anyway. That's true. I was right, though. Yeah? When I said that Charlie was somehow, it was either going to be him or Ellen working at that bar. Yep. Boom. I did not think it was going to be this soon. Dude, this is the halfway point. If they do it any later, it's not going to make any sense. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was just, it was going to kind of work its way toward the end of the season. You know, we were going to keep getting that stuff. And I thought, like, you had you had speculated um, that something would happen and uh, Jasper would have to like not be there anymore. I we mean, don't even like we don't even get anything with him. Like you said, he's yeah. there, no dialogue or anything. We don't get anything with him here. They're just like, bloop, here's Charlie. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, oh, okay. I was not expecting that uh, yet. I thought I thought it was kind of a cool fit though for yeah. everything that he goes through throughout the episode. Like, yeah. You know, him trying to help the guys out with their shit, which really well done, by the way. Like, I feel really bad for Sid, though, when he goes back to, uh, or not Sid, Jesse. When oh, Jesse yeah. goes back to the bar. Like, first off, that is a very hard moment for him. 
Oh, yeah. You know? And then, like, you got the guy in the front who orders in the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, fuck and that guy. I, I instantly thought of Scrubs because, yeah. you know, J.D. used oh, to yeah, order yeah. the... Appletinis. Have you ever had a Cosmo? I think back when you and I were, like, 21 and we were discovering drinks, I think we ordered a Cosmo once. I've never had one. I know I I didn't have and Maybe one. I haven't. But I, for, I was thinking about it when we were... When I was watching the episode, if me and you had ever tried one, so maybe yeah. I haven't either. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, it's not one that ever kind of like I'm a margarita guy. I'll 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 down some margaritas all day, but I've never I've never ordered a Cosmo, so I don't even so know. You've what... been to Margaritaville all day. I'll uh, man, I will vacation there. <laughs> uh, I thought I saw your boat in the dock. <laughs> yeah, um, we we actually get to see the full video yes finally you know Which, we've seen kind of bits of it but now we it's not it half as bad as i expected it to be yeah i mean we saw pretty much most of it where he uh so in this in this what we get to see here we actually get to see him singing uh and then he proposes so we we before we saw the proposal and we saw him fall off the stage and that was all we had seen before yeah so we get to see a bit before it with him singing kind of leading up to it and then the stuff that happens after he falls off the stage where he spills his Cosmo. It looks like he pees himself. And then some douchebag in the audience is being a douchebag. Being uh, a douche. Yeah. And you mentioned the guy who orders him the Cosmo. He he talk, he says something about Jesse's mom and Jesse just goes off the oh, rails, dude, I, man. I would have at the same time. Don't you talk about my mom? Like I was like, whoa, but yes. <laughs> but I love how then Jesse's like, I'm gonna stop right here before this goes viral. Yes. <laughs> He's like, have a good night, everybody. Um, thoughts on Charlie talking to his mom's wigs. <laughs> this is a this is an interesting little tidbit into the into the mind of Charlie. <laughs> I mean. I thought it was a really funny little nod out there that there's like Charlie's not 100% all there. Yeah. You know, like clearly he has some he has some attachment issues. Oh, he definitely um, does. <laughs> I was just like, damn. Yeah. I did like, however, though, that like he's like, oh, you know, I've been in therapy for years. And like they're like, oh, for how long? He's like, well, I'm still technically going. Yeah, I love. The, I love. He was like, I haven't talked to one of my mother's wigs in months, and they're like, wait, months? Months? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait a minute, that, that's not that long ago, guy. No, no. Um, and then again, though, I love how at the same time that he's helping Jesse, he can help Sid because they're very similar. Mm -hmm. And I love how yeah. this and is we, where I had thought something was weird because it, as soon as. Because Sid's not there when everybody's introduced to um, Sophie's mom. Yeah. So he instantly, as soon as she leaves, he's like, guys, I have a thing for Sophie's mom, Maury. And I'm like, wait, how the fuck does he know her name? Like, he calls her by name. Yeah. And I'm like, how? And then, like, they go back and explain it where, yeah. like. Yeah, because he, cause he says, he's like, she took my masturbation virginity. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but they weren't <laughs> friends until the first episode. Yeah. So how did that happen? Yeah. And then, like, they like, start. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So. I love, <laughs> I love, I love the scene from the past. It's. 
Dude, so, this so scene so made me feel so bad for him. Yeah. Little Slim Shady. <laughs> yep, his little hamster. It's funny because, uh, so, you know, he, he he's going to do his business, and he winds up knocking the lava lamp on the hamster, and, and it breaks open and kills the hamster. But when he looks down, he's like, uh, uh, Slim Shady, please stand up. It looks like he's looking down at his dick. It kind you know of what does. I mean? <laughs> tell him, it does. Tell him, you know, little Slim Shady, just but stand it up. laugh because, so I watched this episode this morning. Yeah. Last night was the Super Bowl. <laughs> and who was one of the performers during the halftime show? <laughs> Eminem. Yeah, that's, I didn't even think about that. That's good. And so I died because <laughs> I'm like, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? We're going to have a problem here. <laughs> oh, they definitely have a problem. But yeah, so we learned that the w- reason that Sid knows her is because of the modeling <laughs> she did. He, he has a bikini poster. He has her. the poster. Yeah, he has this. And it looks like she's holding like a lightsaber almost. I'm not 100% almost. sure if that's what it was. I don't know. Um, if that's what it was kind of supposed to be. But uh yeah, man. He uh, he went to uh, Spencer's, right? Is that what he said? Yep. Spencer's to get the lava lamp, and then he also got the poster there. Yep. Uh, man, the the number of times I the amount of time I spent at Spencer's when I was younger. I was gonna say the amount of times you were masturbating the posters. I mean, that's not inaccurate. <laughs> hey, man. You got to do what you got to do when you're a kid. Gotta we do what you we gotta didn't do. have the internet like like these kids do nowadays. Uh, Mom, I need to get on the computer. <laughs> Can we make a phone call for two hours? I, I'm on the phone right now. But, Mom! <laughs> the meatloaf! Kids, kids, back in the day, they had a thing called dial-up. <laughs> Look it up. I don't want to explain it to you anymore. Uh, so yeah, so Charlie, you know, he really wants to, he, he really has this passion to help people, you know? Oh yeah. And then, cool. I mean, he's sincere about it too. And yeah. he really does help both of these guys through their, their traumatic yeah. problems. I, I worried when I, I started watching the episode, I was like, he, cause like a lot of times, some of the stuff that he's done in those first few episodes, uh, he's kind of been a little bumbling about things, you know? And so I worried. I was like, oh, man, he's going to screw a bunch of stuff up. He only screws one thing up, which we'll get to later when we talk about Ellen. Um, but he's not actively trying to help her. You know, no, I mean? that's, and the, that's the thing. He's he's focused on the guys. And that's yeah. kind of. Yeah. But now getting back to like talking about I love how like he forces Jesse to get back up there and sing. Yep. He forces Sid to talk to Lori, buys her a drink. Sid has his moment where like. He kisses Dude, her hand and Sid could have nailed her. I'm just saying. I a hundred percent believe that if he had actually tried, he could have bagged her. Oh, knowing what we know at the end of the episode, absolutely. Because she seemed into it. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> and, I mean Yeah, like you said, knowing what we know about her, I think so. He's a very smooth, like he's smooth at what he, he does. Is? Like but he's not like cocky about it. And that's no. what I love about him. He kind of reminds me of like Ted when like Ted's on fire. Yeah. I can you see know? That. Yeah. He's got the like he's got the confidence of Ted in those instances, but like the niceness of Marshall. Yeah. 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 It makes and him then, a great character. 
so like since we've kind of talked about where like that story arc goes there's one other part of this that i want to mention that uh, i didn't catch until i was reading it on the wiki before i watched it for the third time okay and i was like wait a minute that happened (laughs) and i had to like really pay attention so when charlie is like realizing you know you know, I, I want to be a psychologist or psychiatrist. And they, they're like, oh, you got to go to eight years of school. And yeah. What about a psychologist? And same kind of thing. He's like, I was like, well, what can you know, what can I do where, you know, I can give sage advice and help people and everything. And uh, Sid says this line. I might regret this, but um, he does the but um. But um. Yeah. And then and then we see them at the bar. But yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. When the fuck does he say but um? And like I went I rewatched the whole episode just to try and figure out where the hell he said it, and that's where he says it. That's I'm gonna have to rewatch that little part because I did not catch yeah. that. He's just like but um and then it goes right into that scene of them at the bar. So now watch this. I'm I'm gonna segue from one storyline into another because you kind of did it already. So now let's go into the Ellen storyline. Yes. And Ellen Ellen's storyline starts out so innocently. She's trying to make herself a goddamn sandwich. Yep, she's wants all a BLT. she wants is a fucking BLT. Yeah. And her tomato is bad. Yep. So if she's like, well, what the fuck do I do? And for some reason, her apartment door is wide open. Yeah, but so so is the 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 one across the hall, and I understand. But that one they're having a wake. But it's like, I don't know. Anybody can just walk in. But yeah, hers being wide open is weird to me. Yeah, like I don't. I, I'm. Like, I'm in my apartment. My door is sure as hell not open. My door is not wide open. Nope. But so, yeah, so she's throwing out this tomato and she sees like these guys like carrying this catering in and dude's got a plate full of tomato. (laughs) So she's like, oh, and she just goes walking into this apartment. (laughs) She has no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on. And I'm like, first off, (laughs) I get that you're like new to the building. That's that's rude. Disrespectful yeah. and like, how you end up a eleven o'clock news story. It's like I also understand. It's like okay, you're from like where is she from? Like oh, out west? Yeah, some like midwestern state. But it's like I feel like you, even there, you're not just walking into people's places no. on and out. Well, like, like that. I said, that's how you end up eleven o'clock news story. <laughs> yeah, it's like local seriously. girl goes missing. Yeah, seriously. Um, so she walks in and she winds up at a wake. For a wake this, for this dude, old lady who died. Dude, she takes like <laughs> half the tomato. Yeah, she's making a BLT. How much tomato do you need on this BLT? Like I would have been like now, happy with like two slices. I don't eat tomato, so I don't know what the like tomato ratio typically is on a BLT. But I'm like, it's like she's taking a whole tomato's worth dude, of tomato. She had one sandwich on the counter, which was already closed, by the way. Yeah. So I'm just like, <coughs> is, she, is she just stocking up so she doesn't have to go it to the It kind of seems like that. That's like, that's a lot of tomato, lady. That's a, She literally, she just needed to go and grab two and out the door. She could have just made she it in back into her apartment. But she so cold. she takes so much tomato that as she's going to leave, she gets stopped by this pretty young girl. Yep. And she's like, oh... It was really nice of you to stop by. Yeah. How did you know my grandmother? Yep. And instantly, she could have just, like, bit the bullet and been honest. Or just been like, she. I live across the hall. Yeah. 
She didn't yeah. have to. She didn't even have to say, "I'm here to steal your tomatoes." <laughs> she I mean, literally just needed to be like, "Oh yeah, I, I live across the hall, so like that's how yeah. I know her." You know. And, but instead, she goes with the, like this elaborate lie that they're like the best of friends and yeah. blah blah blah. Nah, that was her first big mistake, right there. Dude, biggest like, mistake she's made yet on the show. I think she could have recovered from what happens at the end. Had she just been just been honest and been like, "Yeah, I'm 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 her neighbor. That's how I know her." I don't think it would have played out as bad had she just been honest from the beginning. Yeah, you know, I'm her neighbor from across the hall. We weren't very close, but we talked here and there. Yeah, you could you could have had the misknowledge of people in the life mm-hmm. and what was going on. It would have been understandable. Yeah, but I love how like so like they're at the wake and then they for some reason that girl goes to the bar. With Ellen. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because she's like, you want to get out of here and get a drink? Because she doesn't like. True. She doesn't like, she didn't want to be there. But I mean, like, they could have ended up anywhere else. They could have ended up at Sid's bar. Yeah. But they went to the bar to watch Jesse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? The, the, they ended up at the Happy Idiot. Yeah. And, and yeah, the Happy Idiot. And that's how, like, the whole um, Charlie thing ends up happening. Because yeah. she goes to Charlie for information. <laughs> Charlie accidentally gets his information wrong, which yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because like I blame Ellen first off for this because she's like, "What can you tell me about uh, Esther from down the hall? She lives directly across from yeah, them. across the like hall. she just walks out her door and beelines it right into the apartment. Yep, if she had been like." What do you know about the lady that lives directly across from us? I don't think he would have gotten it wrong. I don't think so you know either. What I mean? But it wouldn't have led to such a <laughs> funny moment either. It's true. It's true. And and Ellen and, and Rachel were vibing so well. They were vibing <laughs> so hard. Like she's super. She she called herself a produce nerd. Yep. And you know, and Ellen owns a lettuce farm, so like they were vibing on that Listen, level. All and... I'm saying is, is Ellen's panties were wet. I think they both might have been. Really, I mean. I mean, how often do you kind of do you click with somebody like that? Like that, that that was something. And if she hadn't lied, I think this could have been something shared moment. Was there any yellow in that part of the episode? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> there is. I do have a a, a little. Uh, w- when we get to the Sophie section, there's a little uh, something that I want to. Uh, I'll talk about. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, he gets he gets the name wrong, and. Yep. They Which leads to her to confronting Rachel. Yeah, Rachel doesn't... gets all pissy, and then that's when everything comes clean. Yeah, and Rachel walks out on her. I don't. I don't blame her. I mean, she again. If if Ellen had been honest, I don't think because she. I don't think she's mad about the confrontation. No. She's mad because Ellen lied. Lied, but. We do know that she's going to be probably moving in across the hall, which means we might yeah. see her again. Yeah. And Which things, means there will be a chance that it could calm down. Yeah, things could uh, evolve. And I think that would be a cool thing to see is them. Like, this is where it starts. And, like, over time, we get this relationship for Ellen with her. And they, they kind of make up. I mean, I don't know how far they're planning this thing out I in advance. But. I did love the, uh, I'll see you around. I know where you live. And, and, and all the people in the bar the, oh, just like yeah. are just, like, looking at her like, what the fuck? I love how she runs to the door though, and she goes, I didn't mean that in a threatening manner. <laughs> yeah, that was uh <laughs> that was super awkward. Um, but you know, 
that's Ellen. She uh, she is kind of super awkward. She is, and that's what she's makes so her funny. Sweet at the same time, man. Yeah, she is. That's why I like. It's like her and Charlie are like on the same level. Yeah, you know, they're from they're from very extremely different backgrounds, but their personalities are very similar. Very similar. Which is why I think them living together will be is going to make for some fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they haven't really dove into that, so uh, no, I, I'm yet. excited. I'm excited to see uh, them kind of interacting as roommates. So now let's talk about Sophie. All right. This is the main part of the episode. Sophie and Vale. Uh, okay. So throughout this episode, Sophie is wearing a shirt, a t-shirt. It says cable car, San Francisco. And it's got a yellow trolley cable car on it. Okay. First off the yellow San Francisco is a big part of how I met your mother. Because that's that where that's where Lily goes. I mean, they could have literally picked any T-shirt of anything, <laughs> but they picked a specifically San Francisco T-shirt, which is which ties back into season one of Our yeah. Mother. So I don't know. I don't know if they, they did. I feel like it had to have been a conscious choice, maybe. And then the yellow trolley car. I don't know. It just just a nice little nod. Yeah, I think they're just sticking little Easter eggs around. So, now, what did you think of the main part of the storyline? Overall, like, I, I mean, I, I like the main part, um, and I like how it kind of resolves. Like, we get, we go through the episode, um, you know, Sophie's mom has this young boyfriend who's younger than Sophie, which is awkward. Very uh, awkward. We find out she's cheating on him. The thing I liked was when Vale tells Sophie that she that her mom is no good, her mom is 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 cheating. Sophie does it like in a lot of shows that I've watched, we get that stereotypical thing of I'm gonna be mad at you because you're saying that my mom is cheating. Ah, and yeah. we're we're not friends anymore. Now we, we we're gonna fight, and then we have to make up later on. But that never happens. No, and I liked that a lot. Like she. She didn't want to believe it, but instead of attacking Vale, she went and confronted her confronted mom. Confronted her mom, which I thought yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And so, like, I, I really liked the way they handled this part of the storyline quite a bit. Yeah. You? You I think? thought it was well handled because me and you have been in this situation before where, you know, we've had that instance where, like, I've told you something and you've been like, oh, you're fucking lying to me. We're fighting now. And I'm like, you're being an asshole, but okay, I guess. Yeah. And then it resolved, and you were like, oh, shit, I should have listened to you from the start. And I was like, well, fucking duh. And, you know, shit happens, you know. Shit happens. We learn, we live, we moved on. We're stronger for it now. That's absolutely true. I will say this, though. I think <clears throat> knowing what we know of Sophie's mom, yeah, it didn't strike me being odd that Sophie knew the kind of guy that her mom would go for and they tried to swerve it yep. and still came back around to it. Oh yeah. And I was like, makes sense. Yeah. I do like that Val and her didn't fight, like you said, but her mom is just a trashy whore. She like she's terrible. Um and and the thing is, like, so you know, we kind of <clears throat> go through this whole thing, and after she confronts her. And Sophie's just kind of going off at her. She's like, uh, you know, 
I, we had to move 13 times, you know, I never was able to have friends and, 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 you know, I never had really had a, a home. You know, we didn't even, I don't even have childhood pictures, but we have that bikini poster. It always made the cut. And then yep. she reveals that the reason that she kept the poster is because that was the day she found out that she was pregnant yeah. with her. And so it meant, it means, you know, to, to be able to, when she looks at it, she sees the amazing person that, you know, would come from that. Okay, then just save fucking child pictures of your kid then. Right. And actually look at the pictures of your kid. Right. Like she's being, like she's using this to me. It feels like she's using that as an excuse to still hold on to that part of her past, not to hold on to what she sees as, you know, because she's pregnant. I'm glad that somebody else thought that too. Because she could have just like, I've got a, a photo album of, of pictures of my kid, and that's what I look at when I want to think about my child right. instead of this fucking poster. Like, like this poster that my kid's not even in. She's like fertile in my stomach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she like she admits to essentially being like a self sabotager, and she won't take any responsibility for how her actions essentially destroyed Sophie's childhood. Well, no, but even then, no. Everything in this episode goes down, and she looks Sophie dead in the face and goes, well, will you help me through all this shit? And Sophie's like, fuck, no, I'm going to my game night. Yeah, I love that she stood up like to, to her that way and was like, no. You know, essentially saying, you have to deal with this on your own now. You have to deal with what you did. You know, it's not me, you know, consoling you about a guy that broke your heart you did this to yourself yeah. and you got to deal with it. I'm not doing it anymore. You know, that's like some epic growth right there. Yeah. I, I really like that quite a bit. Um, let's see what else we got. Anything? Uh, well, then the only last real thing is, is that Sophie goes over to Drew's for the game night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously Charlie gets the job at the bar. Yeah. I love dude. I Josh Peck is Drew is it's so I love him. I love him so much. They're um, really leaning into him being the father right now. Yeah, apparently, Mother- apparently, like they released a synopsis for the next episode, and apparently, Drew's ex is coming into town, and so Ooh. there's going to be some some friction happening <laughs> there. So <coughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens when it comes to to an ex showing up. Um, oh snap! There was uh, a couple things I just wanted to to kind of point out. Throughout this, uh, Ash, the the Lori's boyfriend, he's a really good singer. I don't know who yes. he is. Um, he looks familiar. Uh, the, I didn't really know him from much. Apparently, he's in the new Scream movie, but I haven't seen it oh, yet. Nice. Uh, but it, it, he's he's a, he's a damn good singer. And, and then they they mention that they have a Google Doc of Nickelodeon show ideas. Yes, because they they mention teenage stepdad, and they're like that would make a great Nickelodeon show. I think it would have been funnier if they'd have referenced it as a Disney show. Yes, I 100% but I understand the the nod to Nickelodeon. Like, it is what it is. Children's it actually television. would have made even more sense to me if it was Disney, because Disney owns Hulu. Oh. Uh, so well, like, maybe, that's, maybe that's why they did it then. Maybe they were just like, let's give the nod to the other guys. Like, maybe. I, I mean, it, but it... Because like Liz McGuire was Disney, right? Well, that, that's where I was so, going. Like with that, that would have made more sense. What show? It was uh, Drake and Josh. What was that on? Nickelodeon. 
okay. So I mean, you do have a Nickelodeon star at yeah. least. So yeah, kind of you're kind of getting getting that one. So it does. You know, we get a little bit of work there. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, I think that was the only other thing from that section. I mean, overall, it was a really good episode. Yeah, I love how all three storylines kind of like, like it wasn't like loose end tie off. It was like. All the storylines, because they know right now that they haven't officially been announced for a second season yet. Yeah. So right now it's like, okay, we're halfway through. We got to kind of tie off some of these ends right now, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I really, I liked it. Um, I think, I think, it, I think it was the the previous episode. Was it the previous episode that wasn't? You said wasn't as strong, or was it the one yeah. the one before? Okay, yeah, it was the last one. Yeah, I mean, I like the Dirty Thirty one, but I agree. I think, I think that's probably the weakest one so of the far. Five yeah. so far. This one definitely went back to having like that feeling of like how I met your mother. Yeah, like the vibe that like we're typically gonna get. I think Dirty Thirty just kind of offset because it was like it it wasn't what we've known from Sophie and shit so yeah. far. Like she really. Same, of, same with Vale. Like Vale felt like like a very different character at the beginning. <coughs> of that true. Um, but I still enjoyed the episode. So that so to me, it's like if Dirty Thirty is your weakest episode, I think you're doing pretty damn good. So know? far, yeah, you I would agree I mean? with that. So uh, I'm really I'm really liking this show quite a bit. Looking forward to the back half of yes. this season. Really hoping for a season two pickup because uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm hoping. I hope my three times watching every episode helps. <laughs> I but mean, I guess we will see. That's it for though for season one, episode five. Yeah, yeah. So John, uh, if you if you don't have any more thoughts, let everybody know where they can find you. Jump on Twitter. Find me at simply saying J one. Uh, you can check out my podcast, my blog. You can get to know some of my innermost workings of my mind. Yeah, um, just be careful. Just be careful in there. I know it's a really dangerous <laughs> place to wander into. I would, I would bring a friend and probably some popcorn. Yeah, that's a good idea. But Josh, <laughs> what about you? Where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R, as well as right down here at Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. If you are watching this on YouTube, that means you're watching it on the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel. So if you like what you're seeing, be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, click that little bell wherever it is on the screen. Uh, I like how you always say click the bell, and I ring the bell. You can ring it, you, you can click it, you can you can lick it, you do whatever you need to do. <laughs> you can lick that Liberty Bell all you need to I do. I would lick that Liberty Bell's crack. That's right. Uh, so be sure to do that, uh, and follow us on Twitter at last call H I M Y M. Uh, if you're listening on podcasts, uh, head over to anchor.fm slash last call H I M Y M. And you can leave us a voice message, which we oh, will yeah. then play on air. Uh, and if you listen on uh, Apple podcasts or Spotify and you uh, really like it and you can leave us a five-star review, we will read that on air as well. Yes. Once again, do. once again, Twitter at last call H I M Y M. Every Monday, we do How I Met Your Mother. Every Friday, until the season's over, we will be doing How I Met Your Father. Yes. So be sure to check us out there. And uh, I think that's all I got for him. John, what do you got for him? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to go home 
but you can't listen here. That's right. Have a good one.